The Mixed Bag on the After Reality Podcast Network. He was not blindsided this week, and he's Will Simmons. <laughs> and he's one of the all-time challenge champions, Spencer Gilly. And this is After Reality. Welcome back to the Mixed Bag Podcast here on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy 4 Reality. Fantasy, the number four, reality.com, where there are, I guess, two games uh, live right now. Survivor, a little late in the season, get in, but plenty of time left on the challenge. Check those out. Play along with your friends, coworkers, colleagues, family. And uh, this week here on the Mixed Bag, we are talking the penultimate episode of Survivor, as well as this week's latest from the Challenge 39, Battle for a New Champion. And we may get into some of our favorites from Bravo. There's also been some Bravo news coming out as well, and uh, plenty of things to dive into there. But before we do any of that, Will, what is the good work? Well, I think Survivor is, uh, you know, continuing to roll on here and uh, picking up some more steam as we get closer to the end, a lot more uh, inter-tribe activity going on. Where the Challenge, I feel like, is hitting a wall of, like, what are we doing here and how do we get out of this? So, yeah, yeah. it's it's in need of some sort of catalyst to, yeah. to kind of to make a jump, which I'm, I'm hopeful happens. Yeah, uh, I feel like I, some of the people that could be the catalyst <clears throat> are the ones that aren't being the catalyst or being sent home, at least. <laughs> yeah, like Horacio, who was yes. a standout last season and is like virtually wallpaper this season. He's a he's a beta beta amongst alphas in this group, even though he's one of the alphas. It's weird. <laughs> yes. He, alpha athletically, right? Just yeah. Uh, like game wise, yeah. he's alpha, but like yeah. outside of the challenges, he's the most beta of them all. And I'm like, bro, step up. Yeah, this is your time. Um, Big Brother Reindeer Games. Have you dabbled? I have not gotten to it yet. Heard mixed reviews. You're already four four hours behind. Then <laughs> um, yeah, I know, and that's another thing. I'm like, Ooh. yeah. Um, there's there's only six episodes. It's halfway through, and I watched the first episode. It was two hours. It, like, it was TV, right? Um, I someone goes home each week but there's no voting them out they had they lose their way out right so it, it's um someone wins what would essentially be like an a, an hoh they have they earn power to nominate two people to compete in what is essentially an, an, a challenge elimination so it's mono a mono and the loser goes home and you're you're trying to, to make it to the end and win a hundred thousand dollars i i don't i think it's you they just keep doing comps to 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 weep people out i don't think there's ever a vote or anything like that Gotcha, uh, and they they are in the Big Brother house, but I had sent you an article where it said they're not living there. So I don't know if they're just coming and going or or what that looks like. Obviously, I've only watched one episode. There's two on the DVR. Probably shouldn't even be talking about it here because uh, we don't have any knowledge about the show other than what I've seen. <laughs> um, and like I said, plenty of stuff on Bravo. We'll, we'll get to that probably on the backside. But before we dive into Survivor and the challenge, I want to let everybody know where they can find us online. We're on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV pod, podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at After Reality Podcast. Grab you download them, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or the iHeart Radio app. And don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. And let's go ahead and get into Survivor. As I said, it is the uh, second to last episode, the ex girlfriend at the wedding, which was a, a Drew quote this week, right? Um, as he talked about always being last in schoolyard picks in his entire life. Is that right? Is that it one? Sounds like it. That's what he basically alluded to. Yeah. Um, and we're on the heels of D and Austin kind of 
choosing each other and Ju- and as well as Julie and ultimately costing Emily her game. And but Dee and Julie have this thing cooked up where they're going to act like they're mad at each other. And Drew doesn't know what to believe because last week he was convinced that Dee told Julie, but they're making it seem otherwise, which I like. I don't know how he didn't see through that. Mm-hmm. Like there was no way that like someone told Julie, right? Yeah. She didn't just played the idol for fun. D D told Julie. Yeah. And I, I don't know how drew wasn't more paranoid this week. He, he was actually over the top confident and he should have been the guy doing the things like Katura out free dawn hunting idols. And, uh, instead, Drew's like playfully planning this reunion tour of the Reba Four, and there's like some skepticism amongst the ranks, right? And I don't, I don't know. What, do you have any thoughts on kind of Drew's like for a smart player obliviousness to what's going on? They just got comfortable. Like Austin started to kind of pull away because he's like the strongest competitor now, and uh, he still has three of his other tribe members. I mean, like I feel like he's just in a spot where it's like, yeah. We have two other people we can get rid of at any point, plus Julie. Like, why would I be in the, the yeah. target here? You know what's still in play? My three attorney final. Still right. in play. <clears throat> still like, an option. Mess around and find out. Jake's going to win this thing. Like, I mean, if you let him there long enough, but the problem is, like, he hasn't done much outside of his last. <laughs> yeah. He, I called him the Teflon man last week, and, like, he is. Like, he was the guy to go home weeks ago. And times just keeps hanging around and I feel like he's a guy that could make some noise here in the final and and win the show somehow I, yeah. I feel like it could happen yeah um particularly if he does well with the jury assuming they can understand him <laughs> right I mean at this point if if he makes it he can't have like he needs like a lot of help because he needs to win something for one. He needs to pull a move off for two because if he's up there with Austin or Julie, even Katura, like he doesn't have a great of a resume with those people, like compared to them. Like his story had to be spot on. Plus, he'd need to have like a couple wins here and there, or get somebody out, get Austin or Julie out on his own, uh, like one of his one of his weeks. So, yeah, a lot of work needs to be done for him to win. Yeah, I mean, I I say that, and and like <clears throat> realistically, probably the only person he can beat there is Katura. Right, 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 but. I mean, if the story comes together and he or he gets uh, somehow he wins it, wins something, and then like also is able to motivate the vote to get someone else out. Yeah. Um, also, he does have it in back pocket. He's like, I've lasted. Y'all put me on the block how many times, and I came back every time. Right. So like, there is part of that. And and he's going to be there. He's he's going to be in the final four. Yeah. An idol. Um, which is not something that anyone else has. He's the only guarantee in the final four. Um. I do think that they have to vote Julie out this week. Like, I do. Like, she has to go. It, and and then in, in the final travel, it should be Austin if you're those other people. That creates the best path to one of you winning. Yep. Just don't know if they if they see that. But anyhow, this week we had a reward challenge playing for a picnic on a, on a sand spit in the middle of the ocean, which I had to Google what sand spit was. Turns out it's just like a really big sandbar, but piled up above the water. Um, and 
and it won't won't go through the whole thing, but Austin pulls the thing out after kind of really dominating the the whole challenge, but wins it on a slide yeah. puzzle. Chooses D to join him on the thing, like that's his boo thing. So I'm like, uh, which, it's been a while since we had a, like a kind of romance thing, and then he strategically chooses Katura to go, which I and he kind of made a deal about it. Ropes made him say why he was taking someone. Like, I didn't. Did this make sense to you? It did because it made sense to keep one of his tribe members back to keep an eye on Julie that he could trust and Drew's his best bud outside of D. So that part makes sense. Plus, I think Katura's going to prove herself to be pretty good at some things. And like, it's like keep her, you know, like on your side for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, she's just another person, you know, that you can kind of maybe, you know, get a vote from if you need it. So I think it was a good move because you put all the your three best friends up there and the rest of them are going to scheme against you. That's the first thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Or they're going to, well, these are the three that we need to get rid of next. So does. Austin not know how tight D and Julie are? I think he does, but, but also, like, he's kind of smitten, and so is she. So I think that kind of overcomes friendship when you're kind of, like, feeling the love, the love bug. The lo- <laughs> um, anyhow, like, Drew, that's when we got him being upset, like, all the way back to the schoolyard days. I've, I've, I've never been picked. The only reason I got to go to reward was because I won it. And I'm like, boo-hoo, dude. Like, you want to go? Win. And... I, I, do, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, back at camp, though, Julie's kind of upset that she, she's being, quote, babysat at camp. But in reality, like, her and Jake are out looking for idols together. No one's babysitting yeah. go here. And, like, Drew didn't do his job. And I don't know if it cost him or, or <clears throat> not. But it definitely cost him. I mean, like, he's the only one not out there looking for idols. He's pissed at the camp, scraping out old rice from the bottom of that pot that he hates and, like, yeah. throwing the lid. And these two are out there. I like the way Jake was like, he's like, I'm the cool babysitter. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like true because like, yeah, he's, he's got nothing. He's on his own. Like he literally is like him and Katura are not even on the same side. And they're both playing solo games here. And yeah. like, he needs to do what he can, wherever he can. He's doing he, it. He's quietly one of the stars of the season. Yeah. He's a, he's a character for sure. And I, I have a feeling we see him again at another point in time on the show. But anyhow, um, Jake finds a clue to the hidden immunity idol and and it tells him he'll have to be stealthy and like there's really no stealth needed. He like goes to the secret compartment on the raft, takes off his clothes, so it looks like he's changing clothes, and made it really easy. I mean, it was easy to find that thing. And and now the Teflon man keeps living and uh didn't even wasn't even remotely in the line of fire this week, so didn't even have to consider using the thing. Yep. So um yeah, this the immunity challenge. Like, I brand, like thanks a lot, Carson. We have all new immunity challenges every week now. Yeah. Um, and, and this was another new one. And I I felt that pain in their legs when they when they were done and were trying. Austin's trying to walk over to congratulate D. Like mm-hmm. that was that didn't feel good. Like your legs don't work. Yeah, got a shot. I mean, she was a statue up there for for that thing. The, these kind of endurance challenges have been her thing. Yeah. With really impressive, not a lot of competitors um, to her in in those challenges. Yeah, but uh, I I like the way Jake's playing. Like they, they kind of get back to camp. He goes to Julie and is like, "Hey, like I could vote you out, <clears throat> but what good does that do for me?" And I'm just like another another thing. Like let's do something that builds a resume. And they they pull Katura in, and then. They want to put these votes on Drew. Little, little do we know, though, that like Austin is kind of doing the same thing. So it 
in some way undermines Jake's idea. Like he can still claim this, but there's another faction of people that are probably going to say, no, I did that. Yeah. Which kind of, so it's like, he's, it was his one, his time to shine. And and then it's, it's kind of looking the other way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's every, it's every story has got its own tale. So it's like, who spins it the best? We'll, we'll get the honor for it. But, um, yeah, Austin's in the control at this point. So everyone's going to look at him as like, yes, good move. All right. Um, anyhow, any, anything else before we get over to tribal council? I mean, this as quite a bit happened on this episode, but it was also very straightforward through this episode. Very. Yep. Uh, I mean, we a lot more Drew being confident. He's even confident there at tribal. Like he's like, I if I can get through tonight, there's a clear vision to the end. It's like, oh, you, maybe maybe you should have been looking for idols, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I, I think he kind of got lost in the like lost in his head about being the last one picked and like left out. I think he just kind of like lost, lost focus on the game for a little bit. And that's where Jake has not lost that focus. He's been, he's been uh, scrounging for the last month or so to get, to stay in this game where Drew has been riding on easy streets. So like, you know, different kind of hunger going on at this point. There's something to be said for that. That's that's like in sports when you're, you're winning a lot. It's, it's hard to keep winning, right? It's hard to maintain that hunger when like, that's, that's what the whole underdog thing in, in, in life is about. Yeah. Um, Austin does go ahead and play his amulet. He didn't really need to, but also don't need to go home with that. Don't need to. Yeah. Don't need jewelry in his pocket on his way out. Yeah. Um, Julie gets two votes. Drew gets four. My question was like, okay, well, who's the other vote on Julie? Um, and it was Austin. So I don't know if that was by design or I, or I still if, think it's to keep Deep D happy. Yeah. Is it? Well, is it? I don't know. That's I mean, like when I saw it, I was like, "Wow, that's weird." You and you voted for your boy. Like, I don't know if he was hoping, like, "Hey, you know." Like, wait, wait uh, no, no, no. He voted Julia. Austin and Drew voted Julia. So Austin. Oh, Austin, there. Drew. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Austin's yeah. still there and having voted for Julie, which is a is a dynamic now, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm curious. Like, was there? A plan like, hey, this is where I'm going to put my vote. I mean, it also get, buys him some goodwill if he gets to the final with Drew, right? Like, hey, yeah, I didn't vote you out. Maybe so. Maybe it was like a. I read the, the notes wrong here, but yeah, clearly Austin sided with Drew on the vote, not voted for him. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, may, maybe that's <clears throat> maybe that's the the move, right? Is like, hey, you're still with me. I know you're about to leave. But he also looked pretty. I mean, he he also might be selling this to Drew, like surprise that Drew went yeah. home. Like his reaction was like, oh man. I view that as bad acting. <laughs> I, like I watched, like Austin has some pretty interesting looks to him. Whenever they're going through the deliberations like that and the voting, like he just kind of looks like he's kind of spacing out, just kind of like really, really in his own head about it. So I, I, I mean, yeah, maybe bad acting, or I mean, like I don't know, like I don't yeah. know. He definitely didn't vote against Drew, so it could be a surprise. But at the same time, like he wasn't, he kind of knew that this yeah. was an option. Well, and and this actually helps kind of refute what I said earlier. When I said Jake wasn't going to be able to claim this, he absolutely can claim it because yeah. you're in vote for him. on it, yep. right? Yep. So he he can claim this for sure, and maybe Austin is in a is in a bad spot, and even on the downside of it from from uh, from D here, which I get, he's a threat to win every competition the rest of the way. There's two more, and can he win them? We shall see. I, don't I don't have a good lens on who 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 can make fire here. Uh, I uh, I feel like Austin probably can make fire. 
Um, Julie feels, I feel like Julie could make some fire. I feel like she's like just kind of good at live everything. Um, I don't know about the rest. Uh, Jake, Jake probably knows makes some fire. I feel like he's around the, he's around the fire a lot at times. So I see that during the clip. So yeah. yeah. Outside well, of that, I don't know. Hopefully they put practice for they got here. Yeah. I mean, we're going to a new Island, which I don't really like that twist that like it's hard enough on these people, right? Like do they really need to go start over again for the last few days. Um, but I mean, Jake's riding on easy street. He's got an idol for next week. Next week is the finale, December 20th. There's some D blindside talk, which seems like not the person that you would want to be blindsiding, at least in my opinion. I think she has a chance to win, but I think she's probably third on the list. If I, if I'm ranking them, it's Austin or Juliet at one and one a and one, one B and D D D next on my list. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Yeah. I, if Julie's not gone next, things are going to be real tough for whoever that final three is. Yeah, and it's just because of who she is, not what she's done, right? She's, I mean, she's competed really well. I mean, like she's gone to the the ends with Bruce a couple times. She's won uh, immunity once. Okay, uh, she like, has one. She's won. Okay. Um, did she or did she just? I'm taking a look. Title? I feel like she's competed really well. Where like Katura has not competed super well. D has done. Pretty well, but I feel like Julie has looked at it more of as like she's she could win at something at any point. Um, yeah, she hasn't won an individual immunity. She won tribe immunity. Yeah, she's won. Yeah. I, they, they won tribal stuff, and yeah. I, obviously, I mean, the big move was playing that idol, right? That that's that's the exclamation point on a on a resume that's largely founded in the uh, not an outplay and not in the in. I, I, I is an outlast. She's outlasted everybody. There's some outwit, I guess, with her social game. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of narrative she could spin up in there. And I think she could do a good job. And, and again, let's put three attorneys there and see see who can yeah uh, who can public speak the best. I mean, uh, my vote would be on Julie having the most ammunition, and uh, people really do like her a lot. Yeah. So I mean, if Austin's there, it's like okay, cool. Let me pull out my dossier of everything I've done here. Yeah, Austin would have Austin without having to convince anyone would just have to. Everyone's like, "Yep, you did well, dude." <laughs> and they all pretty much like him. No one's really been like at, mad at him or after him. So I couldn't believe those series of photos of him growing up that they showed, oh. and I was like, "Oh, didn't see that coming." No. <laughs> yeah. No, the guy's uh, definitely going from a uh, caterpillar to a butterfly. Yes. Um. Quick look over at Fantasy for Reality, where um, Will is mopping the floor with dominating by by some fifteen hundred points. Uh, he has Austin, Jake, and Katura remaining in the game. D D and Julie for me. Um, Your domination. Even if even if my my players won and went like one two, I I don't think I have a chance to win. So uh, congratulations on your victory. Um, I mean, it's still not over yet. That yes. could be you could be a closer finale here depending on how this next yeah. few weeks go it's, it's I like, like three I, definitely helps it's like i have austin eckler on my team touching the ball nine times on <laughs> thursday night football um yeah but i digress uh, let's switch, switch over to the challenge 39 episode eight and it's entitled banana split which we didn't know what that meant when we went into the episode uh, i felt pretty confident that bananas was not going to be on the episode and, and we start out with the fallout of casey ousting melissa's best friend big t last week and now Melissa is bonding with Asaf and thinking they're partners, but he's working with the U.S. And Asaf likens himself to the new Devin, which was one of the highlights of the show when they put 
Devin's face on Aesop's flowing locks. Yeah. And uh, why do all the girls like Emmanuel? Uh, I think that he's kind of man of mystery. That's my best guess. Man of mystery. He's a interesting guy. He's because every woman I talk to is like that guy's not attractive. <laughs> well, you're not on the show with him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess so. Um, I feel like he's an interesting guy. To, like honestly, he's one of the guys on the show. Like I wish we knew more about because like you don't get much of him. He doesn't do a lot of talking on camera. Like what he does is pretty pretty uh, directed. Um, but I think I think he's one of those guys. He's like mysterious, good, good shape, you know, like just got a different vibe to him. Being Romanian could be Dracula, uh, you know, uh, a lineage. So yeah. So we're we're still in the. You're game. also not asking probably women of like no, no. early twenties. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> age. Um, our lives don't count, dude. <laughs> I, I, well, this is more the 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 work crew. Yeah, I know. Um, on we're still in chaos. When do we get out of chaos? I don't know, man. I don't, and I don't know what happens when we get out of chaos. Like the, like, like we had control for four episodes. This is our fourth episode. What was this episode? Is this eight or not? Yeah, no, third episode, fourth, fourth episode, five, six, seven, and eight of chaos. And then we know that conquest is the final, and that's where players compete as individuals for the final portion of the season. Yeah, and they can earn more money for the prize pot there. I don't see that happening anytime soon because there's so many people still on the show. It's too many. Way too many. Like, there are 16 people still on the show. We've only had eight go home. And there's a scenario, I don't think it's likely, but there's a scenario that the champs come in and lose and no one goes home. And they're like, they will have to be a purge at some point in time. Yep. I don't think that's going to happen because we have the likes of CT and Laurel and Kara and Brad and Darrell all showing up on this season. Right. So I, some of those will lose, but the odds are, are, are low. So I'm curious to see what happens in like, are any of them involved in, in the individual stage when we get to the conquest thing? Like that, that's why I want to know where we sit with this chaos thing. And maybe it's, maybe it starts next week. They didn't tease it. But like four weeks, four yeah. weeks. But we're gonna have to get rid of people in a, in a big way, and maybe there's a team elimination that could be interesting as well. Anyhow, the ninth yeah. challenge of the season this week um, is called Doomsticks, and it's a pairs challenge, except for the trio of Isaf, Zara, and Raven, and at least for the first two legs, well, there's a massive advantage to having three people. Yeah, like ridiculous. Especially three people when two of them are the fastest man and fastest or second fastest man and fastest woman in the house. Yeah. Um, I not can't recall why this was allowed. Uh, like, why are we having a game where we have an odd number and everyone else is even? Yeah, like, couldn't you play this game on on another week? Like when, next week? Yeah. <laughs> when everybody the same amount of people? Yeah, like shuffle the deck a little and and play something that's more suitable to I don't how many I said we have 16 now um, so we had 17 this week like there's there's no real way to slice that but you play a team's thing that's less predicated on the number of people that you have right yeah and um, DJ Mel and and James did really well despite the fact this guy cannot run nope like um, Kylan and Michelle end up being the losers 
everyone was kind of targeting them and putting the cards or whatever they were in, in, in their box. And James and Melissa and Colleen and Ed are also selected by the winners to sit out the rest of the way, which we got to the second one. And again, it, you're moving these sleds. So the, the more might you have, which three people, mm-hmm. the, the easier. And, and I mean, Asaph's no slouch. I mean, he's a fit, muscular dude. And then he's got Raven, who's not terrible, and Zenzara, who's like a runner, yeah. uh, helping with this thing. Um, and smartly, they take the injured team with them to the final round, which is Berna, who has a, a pulled groin and almost lost. But Emmanuel yeah. and Berna were, were not, not puzzle savants. No. No. Yeah. It's just a. This is just kind of goes to the rest of the season. I'm like, this is an interesting way to do this. Like, how are you not pissed that there's three people on that team and you got to do it too? Like, watching Horacio and like Jay struggle to get you know anything done. Like, Horacio finished. Jay was petering out because it was just him. I'm like, how are you not like fuck this? <laughs> I don't. Who who would have been if you just put lined up one person on that sled? Who's the biggest workhorse of the cast in pulling the sled? Uh, Corey, probably the he's the biggest, but yeah. like Ed, I think has got a good base. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, Ed, and and low center of gravity definitely yeah. lends itself well to this, and and he's got that. But yeah, but still, like unless you took the team, you put like uh, Zara, Jay, and Michelle, the three thinnest people on one team. That would be like all right. Like, Asaf is ripped, and he's a little bigger than Jay, as far as size goes. Raven, a little thicker than, than Zara. So, but you put the three skinniest people on the team, I'd be like, all right, at least you put, like, the three skinniest people on the team. Instead, you put two of the best athletes on the team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Zara's a goddamn, like, track star. That chick can run. Yeah, you don't want her in the final if it's a six no. game, and especially if it's only one winner. Yeah, Which, she's like the Theo. Winner, we're going to have a male and a female. I don't I don't think it's supposed to be one. It's supposed to be one. Gotcha. So, anyhow, we get that that trio. They win. They're safe. In selection, they choose Melissa, which I felt like they could, should have chosen someone else, knowing that the house was going to put Melissa in. This made no sense. Yeah. Much like most of the season. The voting here is fucking garbage. And then, Kylan, for a guy who I consider fairly smart, is not real smart in the way that he's hitched his wagon to Melissa and is willing to like have a public argument with Asaf saying your wife is going to be disappointed that you lied to a mom about what you were going to do. I'm like, I think that's stretching the truth. Skyland. He's just reacting for her. I mean, I get it. He, he likes her a lot. At the same time, like Asaf has told Melissa, even though he just said, Hey, I'll Kevin, I have your back. If you have to hear anything, which was true, that's what they agreed to. But same time, like, come on, you, you could have literally picked anyone else. And let the house vote Melissa. Like it's it's such an easy move. Yeah, I'm reading the the tag for the season, and it's they're competing for a share at up to five hundred thousand dollars. A mm. share, but I thought there was to be one new champion. I think that's what TJ has said several times. Starts at three hundred thousand. However, money can be earned or lost based on the outcomes of certain challenges, which we know. And. I can't find where it, it says specifically that we will have a single chance. I, I do agree with you that I kind of remember hearing that 
but I'm not seeing it laid out in any of the the, the info. But I don't have an official rule book either. Uh, um, yeah, b- back at the house and at the club. Like, would it kill us to go back out into public on the show? <laughs> like, let's get some waivers. Let's let's introduce a couple of new people in. See if we can get people to make some bad decisions on the bus ride. The bus ride is like so important, and the bus ride doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, COVID. Same time, and I have several friends that have picked up back on the show or like first time been watching the last few seasons. They don't get the party scenes. Like, why are we doing this? Like, because no, that's I mean, that's what separates a challenge though is that the interactions like outside of the game have kind of always driven the hookups, the extra just upsetness of people, just aggravation, taunting, whatever, because that's where you get them out of their element of the challenge and into like more of a, a real life like hangout. <clears throat> but people don't party anymore because they don't party, it, and now this thing just seems so serious. It just seems weird. It just seems weird now. Like we need a season where it's like like all stars. They have a good time, right? It's like yeah. old school. I mean, they're not like partying their faces off, but I would like to see someone come on and, and make some bad decisions here. It's what yeah. we're it's what we're here for. We're not here to watch the NFL, right? Like I, right. I have the NFL. Um, I'm here to watch pe- people make bad decisions and compete in some stuff. Uh, I mean, names kind of start flying around. Colleen seems to be a popular one. Verna is a popular one, and and the Asaf versus Melissa thing starts spilling out again. Colleen's in tears because Emmanuel is hooking up with people that aren't her, and. Also, like Olivia seemed like a real like stalwart coming out of last season. She's nothing this season. Like, give yeah. us like do something. Yeah. Like I know your nose blasted off, but it seems like it's healed just fine. Um, yeah. Speaking of noses, like like is Mariah's thirteen thousand dollar nose job that different than her previous nose? Nope, not enough. Not enough for thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm good lord, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Good um, lord, how yeah. much for one rib? <laughs> <laughs> um. Meanwhile, like Mariah, she's at the club putting herself on an island with James, which I'm like, right. Dude, I don't this think is where so her, good for your game. No, this is where her. I mean, like, I, I, I was talking to her coworker, and I was like, I think she's like mid to early twenties. Does that seem about right to you? Like twenty four, twenty five. I because probably about right. Her actions are the, of that age, right? Or it's like, you haven't thought this through. You're literally not going to tell Johnny Bananas who you're dating that you're seeing someone else on a TV show that he basically is brought to its peak and you think you get away with this? Like... Yeah, she was born in 96. 27 years old. Okay, so a little older than I thought. So a couple years older than I thought. But still, I'm like, come on. Come on. She she seems to have some self-confidence issues and and, no, she, the- and she's seeking that um approval or association or relationship with James to to make her her feel better and like if you don't want to be banana with bananas fine but like don't embarrass the godfather like, he's not the godfather of the show that's Mark Long but like the the figurehead of Mount Rushmore of the show don't embarrass him on his show <laughs> like don't do that call him and tell him hey we're done yeah which I have some theories on. We'll get to it, but I have some theories on 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 the what Tori did at the end. Um, at, we get to the arena though. It's gonna it's Colleen or or uh, Melissa in the draw, and this is the thing I maybe dislike the most of this season. When TJ is like before the commercial break and after the commercial breaks, tells us have one of the best to ever play the game, and I'm like, 
awesome. Here comes Laurel. Maybe even here comes Kara. Here comes someone. Not Kara. Kara doesn't fit that either. Well, she does, <laughs> she does more than Tori. Tori's a scrub who's won one time in a season where she won with Devin. Her like, pump. Her boy. Like one of the worst finals ever. One like, of the worst finals ever. Don't don't tout someone as something they're not. You can yeah, say Laurel. You can say that's Emily Strom. You can say that's Ev. You can say that's Rachel Robinson. Like, yeah, but you're also thinking back way too far. These people that we're talking about, you have to realize Laurel you keep this game. This season. Like, but you have to, you have to think about it. All time. This is about, you're talking about people that are watching this show now, not 20 yeah. years ago, right? They're talking about now. Tori has been relevant for the last 10 years. I'm, I'm with you. I know she's not one of the best of all time. She's one of the best female competitors we've ever had. Now she doesn't have the victories for it. She doesn't have all the accolades, but like, since she's been on the show, she's been a force. She hasn't won a lot because her emotions get in the way. Unlike the you best ones. You know what she's a force at? Hooking up with dudes. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, she's a great competitor, though. If there were ti- she, she has more title belts of hooking up with dudes than she does of... Yeah, but that's that's because her emotions get in the way of things. She's still a great competitor. TJ did build it up a little bit, and Bethany and I were like... She, I, was, she, I was like, well, I know there's like four girls left that haven't been on here. When he said that, I was like... I was like, it could be Laurel, and Bethany was like... Or Tori and Cara. I'm like, those are probably better options, because I feel like they wouldn't put Laurel... I don't know. I, I felt like this wasn't a Laurel comp because of like yeah. who the two competitors are going to be too. And I'm like, this Laurel. Are, are we going to run out a double hall brawl one week with CT and Laurel? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I also think, like, if you put Laurel against, I mean, do you see how short Colleen was? She is like to- Melissa's not big. I know that for a fact. And but like Colleen's smaller than her, like by a foot. Oh really? Oh, I watched it last night, and like so she's Colleen, like to Melissa's like five feet tall. I, I maybe because like she was like Melissa's shoulders. <laughs> really, I I missed that. Um, I, Col- oh, Colleen Schneider is that her? That's her name, right? I guess Colleen Schneider. Yeah. No, this is a different woman. This is a martial artist, Colleen Schneider. Maybe, oh, maybe it's, it's, it's the same Schneider? name though. Yeah, it's the same name. Like she's not a martial artist, is she? Uh, look, Colleen Schneider. Oh. What? Colleen Schneider, the challenge height? Says so she's... No, that's the wrong one. The, other, the MMA fired is 5'9". Five 5'9", nine. Five nine, yeah. I was like... Okay, Colleen Schneider on challenge 5'6"? Wow. Then what's Mel Reeves? Is Melissa six feet tall? <laughs> they say she's 5'5". Five five. No way. Well, this is a, there's a, apparently there's a, a, Mel- a Melissa Reeves that's on Days of Our Lives. That's five no, five. I'm looking at the one that challenge wiki page. Five five, yeah. I don't. Maybe maybe Colleen was standing in, in a hole. Oh, dude, it was like crazy. Bethany and I were like, "Oh my god, she's so tiny." But anyhow, Tori draw pulls Melissa out of the draw. I was hoping for chaos, um, and and then TJ keeps teeing her up as one of the best players of all time. And I'm like, please stop. Um, I've got a picture right here. I'm going to send it to you just so you can look at it because this is wild. Like. Yeah. So, that's from a different. That's from a different day, but that's still. Oh yeah, she's a like, and, significantly like, shorter. Like Melissa's probably like five. What did it say? Five six. Like so she's five six. She's at least four inches taller than her. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine if they threw Laurel out there. This is not even fair. Like what? Anything physical, you're done. Like Laurel's going to do everything twice as fast. Backpacker. Yeah. Um. Anyhow. Two giant water tanks. Each has puzzles. The key is, is above. You're you're essentially just matching it, but while while doing all this underwater. And like I was like, oh, Tori is coming in like Kaz, way too smiley. But um, she came she came in to, to to do work. And before they even play, Tori is telling Mariah, "Hey, 
Johnny is heartbroken and just like out on front street. And I was like, how did this information circulate? Yeah. And I have a couple of thoughts, but my best thought is Devin eliminated Callum. And my hypothesis, they ride a van together back somewhere and Callum downloads Devin on everything that happened. And then Devin tells Tori. That's what you're thinking? And Devin and Tori tell bananas. This is, I've, I've made all this up. Yeah, I'm like, here's, here's, a, here's the easiest way. They get to call people. <laughs> you get to call people. Yeah, people in the who, house get to call your wives and girlfriends and family. You get to call people. Yeah, That's how this that, happened. Who in the house, though, is tight enough with someone that to get information to bananas? Dude, it's, it's called... Like, He's social like, media a game a game of telephone kind of thing Dude, you like, could easily I mean, be, everyone knows each other in the show because once you're on the show you're part of the family and once the family's there you can connect you're already wired in literally anyone in the show could go hey hey john hey by the way go ahead and uh, tweet or dm because you know people they don't why they're in the, these shows they have people running their social media for them they can right. easily say i'm running so and so here's the deal this was going the, on but from, michelle from what i know in interviews those conversations that they have to the outside world are very closely monitored. Of course, they're recorded. I mean, I was in the real world. We re- right? record everything. We tell them sometimes not to talk about things outside the show, right. um, but we well, are recording. Challenge is even more like right. It doesn't take much. Like pull the plug if they it say something. Right. It doesn't take much. Dude, also like so many times on this show has come up in the past. Like they take your cell phone away from you there, but people have alternate cell phones. They sneak into the house. Also, a very easy possibility. Yeah. There's also people that know everything that's happening. These things that can spoil the entire show while it's being filmed. Yeah, because I mean, very obviously dating Corinne, right? Yeah. Oh, she is. I don't have to follow that. I mean, they're they're all over social together. He even made shirts like chastising uh, these sh- shirts that say "No boyfriend, no problem" um, that he's selling as of this week, um, and Corinne's modeling them on his Instagram, and Johnny's modeling them as well. But they're women's crop tops, and but Johnny's modeling them. <laughs> um, that's funny. Anyhow. Melissa appeared to be really struggling, and then they made us think that she was in this. But like, Melissa's maybe a quarter of the way done with this thing. When Corey calls for her first check, it's it's not correct, but she gets it done pretty quick. But like, Melissa's nowhere even close to being done with this thing. Yeah. And we say goodbye to her. Who knows? Maybe for the last time. And next week, a fourteen-time challenger enters the arena. Which there used to be a really good catalog online of like who has done how many challenges and like the rankings and it like that record book is not out there anymore. I, I, I looked and I couldn't find it. Um, I don't who, who, who do you think the 14 time challenger is that's showing up this week? Or, uh, CT. <laughs> I think CT is more than that. I think he's closer to 20. Then Brad. Um, I'm taking a look now. Darrell. Uh, Darrell will be the Darrell. Brad is at 10. Cara is at 14. Can't be another woman. CT's at 19. Durrell Durrell doesn't have that many. Like he's had that long period of time where he wasn't on the show. So if it is another woman or they go double, which they're going to need to start doing doubles. We're already. So now we're even at the amount of people in the house, right? So we have the same amount of people, but I mean, a double would make sense, but wouldn't they have said 14 and a 13 or 12 instead of just one? It's possible we just didn't see the full video clip, right? Uh, obviously, they're they're pretty good at keeping keeping us on our toes. Yeah. <clears throat> but I would guess it's 
I, yeah, it's like one of the dudes got. I, I feel like I saw a head. It was a dude's head. Right? So I thought, yeah. So like, it's gonna be a guy. We can't do back to back girl things. Like that doesn't make any sense. Well, that would be three in a row, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I um <clears throat> eight episodes into a season, we usually are like, oh, talking like who we think is gonna win the show. Like that's not even a conversation at this point, right? There's 16 yeah. people left. There's all these champions left to come in and, and battle them. Like this could be a really long season. Reminder, there is a challenge game over on Fantasy for Reality. I uh doing quite quite the opposite of uh what I am on Survivor there. Uh this week's high score in the game was Asaf, uh seventy-eight points scored uh, after a, a great performance by him. And uh that kind of wraps up the challenge. Uh Bravo stuff. Uh the show I had earmarked for us to to talk a little bit about was Winter House. Any other things that you want to touch base on on the Bravo verse? Uh we did find out there's another VPR type show coming out. Uh, yeah, that looks interesting, right? The the Lisa's new restaurants. Well, it's not even a, it's not a restaurant. It's a like a chateau, French chateau in, in France, and <laughs> it's a luxury vacation home spinoff. And then, and it sounds like they're trialing this property on the show to see if like this is going to be a thing. Uh, it's called actually, Vanderpump Villa is the name of the show. And but it looks to be, I think all Americans working there. Um, but it's in France, uh, so that's coming out. There's all kinds of stuff on Bravo right now. Although, and I watched the premiere. Uh, I haven't seen the second episode of, of Southern Hospitality, and I liked it better than I liked last year, at least after one episode. Huh. I don't know. Did you watch the first one yet? Did not. Yeah, it, I. I mean, kind of the same thing. They're not doing two restaurants anymore. It's they're it's one restaurant. There's a little more focused on on what they're what's going on. There's a crackdown of like being more professional, and they're not allowed to drink at work anymore. Two people got fired on the first episode for drinking at work. Mm. You know that Lev is cracking the whip, and she's she has a CEO woman who like actually runs the place, and she's the heavy. And she comes in and just like no nonsense. So I'm kind of curious to see. I again feel like I liked it better than than I did last season, uh, at least after one episode. And, uh, Winterhouse has been good, and only one episode left. I was happy to see Schwartz come back this week, um, although not a lot of activity. And kind of the floody Schwartz relationship is is really frustrating to watch. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, it's frustrating just because you're like, oh, you should do it. No, I don't know. I don't know. Should I do it? And it's like, dude, just do it. <laughs> but we we have to take into consideration where he's at, at this point of time. Um, just got done with a reunion. That series, that season was super heavy. Uh, that yeah, was heavy. Has to be completely rocked showing up. Yeah. There. Uh, also, like, I wish that I'd like to think that they continued on hooking up or hanging out afterwards, but I'm leaning toward probably didn't happen since I haven't yeah, seen like, anything about it since when, or heard about where, it. Where's home for her? We don't even know. Is it is it just on a boat somewhere? I mean, it feels like she probably bounces between Florida and like New Zealand. I feel like that's a okay. Remove, but yeah. I early on in this season, I felt like. I was maybe the most supportive of Danielle that I've ever been. Even, like, not not like super team Danielle on Summerhouse, but like she's made it really hard to like her at all in the last three or four weeks of of, of Winterhouse. She's like the stuff with Alex, the th- stuff with um, gosh, I can't think of it, Brian. Like this guy's 
just got mail and you're just throwing stuff everywhere and like all the things that she's doing like she's very angry yeah very and that's the daniel we hate from back in the day like that's the one we were like you're annoying get off tv stop showing up and just being a complete downer like that's all she was just like complaining crying just a mess couldn't keep her shit together and like her throwing brian's stuff around the house because she's mad at uh what's his face alex alex and taking out on brian brian's like what the hell man we're cool and she's like are we and it's like this is the danielle that's super sloppy and messy and that was super annoying the first few seasons of summer house then she chilled out i was like oh you're kind of great so but she just goes on to show that you know she's still still trying to get over her ex and it's literally been like a month so like yeah yeah, that, the that timing seems, of these things is crazy. That seems to be the problem, right? Right. Also, Alex not giving it the full attention anymore. I was, if I was him, I'd probably I probably was glad that thing. he finally was like, "Hey, like this is, this is done." Yeah, and it's not easy. But and Alex kind of enjoyed it for a while. But then also, Alex is realistic. But he's like, "Dude, we're gonna show for like three weeks together, and like this so we're gonna go on our se- yeah, this we're, we're gonna separate our ways. Yeah, we're gonna separate ways, and you're gonna be like, I'm not moving to Brooklyn." You know, like I live in Florida. I work on boats. Yeah. Right. This this should be fun, Danielle. Not fun. <laughs> yep. And I mean, Corey having Sam come come this week, and then the dynamic between Sam and Casey, and then the who like are actually like kind of birds of a feather. Um, and I guess smartly, Corey didn't tell her about the trash comment. It comes out in the roast. Also, like, why do we keep having ro- fake roast on reality TV? Like, roast are not for your friends. <laughs> Like, yeah. you're, they're being mean to each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like one of those things where, especially with Bravo shows, it's like they all follow the same, like, hey, we're going to do mystery murders parties. We're going to do these theme parties. We're going to do this city. Yeah. It's like, yep. They have some pretty banger parties at this at this chateau that they're living in. Even just when it's just the cast. Like, the place is thrashed come morning time. Like, there's not that many people there. Nope. But they're just like, I mean, that many, you're drinking like all day and you've got everything under the sun. It's just, like, just going to fall apart. And plus, who really wants to clean as they go here? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a little disappointed we haven't gotten a little more mountain time uh, this season. I think we've seen them on the mountain twice. Um, They've been, no, dude, it's like every episode they're on the mountain or outside doing something. Well, they were on the mountain. This week they were on those moon bike things. Which, yeah. Like, that's kind of just, I guess, an excursion. I don't yeah. Know. But they, like, yeah, like, I guess you film that than them being on the mountain. Uh, yeah, like, plus there's nothing happens on the mountain. Like they're probably going, they're probably doing something more than we see. Yeah, they're probably like, skiing pretty much every day, if not every other day. Because I mean, like, yeah. there's nothing else to do. They're only there for a short time, and uh, it doesn't really great TV just to be like cool. Yeah, do you think there are any off days from filming or while they're there? No, it's just not just sprint, time. sprint to the end with it being so short. Yeah. Uh, anything else you're really enjoying? I, I mean, Southern Charm's been 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 pretty solid. Uh, I watched the new one last night. It is just a fucking train wreck. Um, it has been fun as hell to watch. Uh, God, Olivia, I feel bad for Olivia. We're every still in Jamaica, episode. right? Still in Jamaica. <clears throat> feel bad for Olivia more and more every episode. Um, but Shep and Austin finally, finally have it out, which was like, oh, cool, Shep. Shep just keeps pushing it down and pushing it down, and finally, finally admitted that you fucking hate Austin right now. <laughs> like I, I feel like Shep has grown up a lot on this show. Um. Where he like in ways cries really hard at times to like be a better person, and then he just can't take it anymore. <laughs> then he shep again. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. That, I mean, like I told him about the lesson. I'm like, there. He has no incentive to not be himself. Like he is set up for life. He has nothing more to do than what he's already doing, and he can keep doing that until he dies, and like nothing changes for him. Right? 
there's yeah. no repercussion for anything he does. He's already gone through the ups and downs. So, like, yes, I'd agree he's changed in some ways, but other ways I'm like, you're the exact same dickhead from college that basically just is a little older now. <laughs> a lot, a lot older. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and that's fine. I mean, great. Good. We would all like to be in that position to just be like, yeah, I never really had to like age out of college. But <laughs> and, I, and I think there's actually some extreme regret of of blowing the Taylor relationship with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like he thought, oh, this is finally the person I'm going to settle down with because I, I feel like I should not be- just because she just happened to be the one in the in the sequence. Right. <laughs> not not yeah. for any other reason. Yeah. And yep. he, we never really even knew him to date anyone before her. Right. No, he was always hooking up. Say that again. He was always just hooking up. He was always perpetually yeah. single. He was like just getting out of something or just talking to somebody. He was never serious. Yeah, and I'm sure that's been hard for him to deal with. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see. I Paige is popping up doing podcast ads on some podcasts I've been listening to, and I, and I was like, "What? She's it's like Juvederm or something?" And she does these ad reads, but then it's also like. There is possible the injections could get into your blood vessels and cause this problem. Like she's reading all the like the stuff that they have to read on those on those ads of, of the things that may may adversely affect you, and it's kind of weird to hear her. But, yeah. Yep. She's it's not in Jamaica. No. Yep. It's tough. Uh, it's the season has been fun because of it, but it's been kind of one storyline that's carried this whole thing. But I will say there was some pretty entertaining bus ride banter uh, after leaving the dinner they the last episode finished at, and. Uh, Whitney's, uh, Whitney's, uh, sweet uh, uh, uh you, were pretty you good. You have a presidential suite here? Am I in the presidential suite? <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely so. not presidential. Yeah. Uh, mother, mother. I did see yesterday that, uh, Whitney and Patricia finally made it to visit Michael in person. She's better from her fractured back. And then oh, there was the pandemic in between there and they, they had a lovely visit with Michael. Oh, that's great. That's great. Michael's great. Yes. Um, I do like, I do like I notice more and more that Whitney is an executive producer on the show now or a producer. Yeah. And now that his, like now that when he shows up on TV, I'm like, this is your role is to show up, act like you're part of this. And then I got other things to do, kids. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like dad shows up every once in a while. Yeah. Just checking uh, in. We get is does kind of the Lisa Vanderpump like, oh, well, um, good to see you, kids. And yeah, I'll be over here with Hanky and Panky. Yeah. Right. So, Anyhow, uh, uh, I, would, I wanted to say that. If you're, it's not too late to jump in to watch Married at First Sight. It's been pretty amazing. This show just never fails to bring some pretty crazy drama. So, this is one of the two-hour shows. Uh, it's kind of interesting. We can't watch it on. We have to download it from Apple TV because we don't, unless we want to watch all the commercials in lifetime. So now it's only like an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty. So I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's still two yeah, hours because I don't have to watch without commercial. Yeah, well, that's close to a two-hour episode, right? Yeah, two-hour yeah, episode, is an hour and a half. But no commercials. But an hour and fifteen. Perfect. Gotcha. <laughs> Been entertaining. Good. Uh, if you're already watching it, so. Gotcha. Well, let's Lots get that. We that there's plenty of stuff out there, and uh, let's wrap it up. Yep. Follow us on Twitter after a pod. Like the After Reality TV podcast page, Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. After Reality podcast. Subscribe. Download them. Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or the iHeart app. Don't forget to check out our website afterrealitypodcast.com. You can find me at I over forty five on Twitter and Instagram. Find me on Twitter at Spencer Kitley at fantasy for reality is on both Instagram and Twitter. And until we chat again, we remind you this tribe is spoken and all is fair. Love war challenges. <laughs> <laughs>